I got 59. We're getting so close to 60. <laughs> we are the closest you can be to 60, 60 before being 60. I was going to say, I'm going to propose. I'm going to propose decimal episodes. I don't want to get the 60 too soon. Yeah, I would like to do a Kingdom Hearts like 59.5. Yes. Birth by sleep. Yes. Fall through cards. Yeah. Uh, kind From of. ever. From, from every other book that we read now that isn't a Goosebuds book, it can't be a regular numbered episode of Goosebuds. It has to be a point number. Also, it has to be on a platform that we that is inaccessible to the people that have gotten into the podcast to begin with. <laughs> so it's it's got to be like only like Vimeo video. Like that's the oh, A track. Yeah, that sounds good. You know what it is? It's um, it's hit clips. Remember hit clips? What, dude, we'll yes. do it in a hundred a hundred hit clip series because they can only be like a minute long. We'll do like a hundred <laughs> of them for one episode. Hey, do you want to watch a minute and a half of a grainy SpongeBob cartoon? Hit clips. <laughs> hit clips. Put it in your Game Boy Advance. I think the Game Boy Advance ones had full episodes, though. Am I wrong? Did they? Oh, yeah. We used to sell those at Game Crazy. And I was like, who's yeah. buying the... Like, it was... You were, you were yeah. buying individual, like, episodes on a cartridge. On a Game Boy cartridge. So weird. It's stupid, but also <laughs> kind of... kind of. It was kind of cool. Like, as a kid who didn't have access to, like, a DVD player, I'm sure that was fucking awesome. Yeah. It, it, it felt like it was just a year or two too early where just give it a second we'll have like the storage capabilities for cheap, right. like- you know what's funny is that we're talking about this going oh man can you imagine that i think a lot of people listening out there probably had them yeah because like i remember working at gamestop and we would sell them like and they mm-hmm. would come and used all the time so yeah i would get i remember getting used uh like was this gba that had them the game boy advance yeah yeah i remember getting those in all the time and being like who the fuck and then i was like oh wait there's 10 year olds that can't watch spongebob anywhere else they can watch it on their on their game boy which is awesome actually. but uh, <laughs> i i do think i do think chad we should go to well in Paul's suggestion, the decimal, but also the Kingdom Hearts, like, elaborate title, but they gotta be Goosebumps related, right? So, I'm oh, thinking, sure. like, you know, a goose in Chad's dreams, right? That's what this <laughs> one could be, right? Mm, yeah. Yes. Because we were gonna talk about your dreams, Chad. Yes! Well, we were talking about uh, Gremlins 2 before the podcast, and how yeah. you guys were saying how, like, Gremlins 2, people saw before Gremlins 1. I had a very exact opposite reaction of uh, I thought we had talked about this at one point, but I'm I'm glad to share nightmares that I had. Uh, Gremlins one freaked me out real fucking bad, guys. I know the first one com- did. Yeah, I know. Apparently, it's a comedy, but like Gremlins one scared me so much as just a complete idea. The designs, the fact that they're like these tiny little things that you can't see that hide in the dark and like will rip your throat. Gremlins one, Gremlins one is great. It is very scary, and there's a lot of violence in it. And what I love about Gremlins 1 is it uses the mythos of what a gremlin actually is to they're mm. exactly what they're supposed to be. Like, it's 100% mythologically correct. As a gremlin was a... I, I'm sure they were there were gremlins before this, but in World War II, the people used to talk about gremlins being the things that would sabotage vehicles yeah. before you would go out, like, flying or driving your Jeep into enemy territory and stuff like that. And, like, that's what the gremlins do in Gremlins 1 is they fucking sabotage electronic devices and turn them against people. And they do other things as well, but, like, famously, like, they, they sabotage the police car. car yeah, there's an old, uh, like, Looney Tunes or Warner Brothers cartoons of a little gremlin, I think. Mm-hmm. It was, like, yeah. a huge breakout character, but they had him for a little bit. Sure, yeah. and that's uh, on the Twilight Zone episode, the terror at yep. 40,000 mm-hmm. feet. That's a gremlin. Oh, that's a gremlin, yep, yeah. Exactly. Well, uh my my nightmares for gremlins uh weren't really technology based but uh i had a recurring dream i'd say three to four times a week for about a year and a half 
mm-hmm. uh, I guess like middle school or younger at that time, uh-huh. uh, where <laughs> I, 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 we'd, I'd be riding through a dark, like Resident Evil type mansion hotel. Okay. Uh, and I'm with Bill Cosby. <laughs> okay. That is another layer of terror. But but this is before before we knew sure. he was he was a monster. I just sure. thought he was lovable, huxtable dad. Um, uh-huh. Jello pudding pops. And we're running from the gremlins, and we get to this like big giant spiral staircase, and and we can like look back. It was the same cinematic shot every time. You look back, uh-huh. you can hear the gremlins are coming. You can see like their shadows bouncing around the corner down the hallway. They're Ooh. gonna get us in a second. And Bill Cosby and I look at each other and say nothing, and I just go, "I'm sorry, Bill Cosby," and I <laughs> and I throw Bill Cosby on a dinner cart, like, what? A, like a, and I and I and I sacrifice him to the gremlins, like I like I push him towards where the gremlins are, and then I run down the stairs forever as I hear Bill Cosby murdered by gremlins, and I would always just wake up in a cold sweat. That dream happened wow. for a year and a half. Did you get the food That's... cart idea from Ghostbusters? Maybe, maybe that maybe that tangentially was like in there for it. It seems like a mixture of Ghostbusters and Gremlins Two, because Gremlins Two is in a hotel as well, right? Or is it an apartment building, Dom? Uh, uh, Gremlins Two, building. Gremlins Two, it's yeah, it's office. a production building, yeah. Ah, uh, that's right, it is a production. I knew it was a big building. I couldn't remember. <laughs> well, thought- well, to be fair, it's a building that has everything, because also Christopher Lee is an evil scientist who's like working on yes. like yes. green goo. Well, yeah, you know, right. some offices are like that. Like the uh, when I worked at E, you know, we shot we shot stuff there, but there was also just insurance firms and stuff in that building. Yeah. So. Well, isn't there like a bellhop gremlin in it? I thought there was like a bellhop gremlin. Uh, uh, probably. In the, probably. In the second at some point. one, yeah, I think. I think. Yeah. So. I, I think well, there's I, a butler. The, there's definitely a butler gremlin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's that's the funny thing about gremlins too. Like gremlins one is like again like a very like these are what gremlins would really do in the real world. Like this is what a gremlin attack would be like. And the second one's just like ah, there's just fun marketable gremlins now. Let's have a good time. We're it, we're we're about to do the key and peel gremlins two sketch that you haven't seen. Like we're getting into yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil that. If you haven't seen the key and peel gremlins two sketch, you should. Should definitely watch it it's uh it's quite good um, yeah i have to watch it but yeah this conversation started because y'all were talking about jordan peele how uh like he and peele a lot of the setups are kind of horror kind of traditional setups or intense moments and uh, yeah or a silly sketch will go towards we don't know how to end the sketch other than what if this was really scary like what right if- yeah right Don, that's something you've always said to me is like the end result of a lot of sketches is someone gets shot because it's like you get to a point in ridiculousness where you don't know how to turn it off. Right? Yeah, or someone gets murdered. Yeah, and it just yeah. erupts into like the most extreme, which is just violence, which is kind right. of, I mean, would you say calling all creeps kind of erupts in that same way? I mean, it kind of gets <laughs> yes. to a point. Yeah, it kind of gets to this crazy point. Why don't we, why don't we okay. dig well, in hell here? Of a huh? segue. Calling okay. all creeps. Calling out creeps as voted on by our Patreon patrons, our patrons, our patrons, our Patreon patrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I want to look up Goosebumps. Uh, was this one out of order or is this the next? In this order? one I is think? out of order. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, I think the next in order is Law Gnomes. Yes. Yeah, I thought it was Law Gnomes. This one was the worst Goosebumps book we've read. How can you? How can you say that? I honestly have to agree with Chad here. Like, it, it, oh my god! Yeah. I'm completely blown <laughs> this away. This was this was one of my favorite ones to read. Um, oh my god, guys! Only, what? Only because I I kind of knew where it was going because I had seen the episode, um, oh. and I thought that the way it got there 
was kind of a parody of itself. Like this character, not to reveal too much because we'll go through it, but this character is so dumb and hateable that he just turns the <laughs> ultimate heel. And it's just like, it's just a complete like, wow. Okay. I think I think this one commits all of the worst sins that we've talked about yes, throughout absolutely. the Goosebumps. Absolutely. And like, okay, maybe it's on, if it's on purpose, bravo, Stein. But I, I don't think, I don't know. <laughs> I, so, I mean, also, I got to say, like, I feel like over the history of Goosebuds, by the way, welcome to Goosebuds, is, hello. hello, is I think I've continually called out this title as the one. Camp Jelly Jam and Calling Out Creeps to me, at least if I hadn't, are my two favorite books in Goosebuds oh, that I remember. So now I remembered you saying that Camp Jelly Jam was your favorite. I do not recall you saying, I'm sure you did, but I just didn't yeah. recall that. This These was are my most fond ones. Wow. For where they go in terms of uh, not just doing like pure fake outs, I guess. Like, uh-huh. it's interesting. You talk about all the sins they commit. I always felt like this was an answer to those by not doing those. I thought there's a lot of stuff in the book that like doesn't go that way. So this is going to be an interesting episode. I think that the sins are the sins of the character, which uh, yes. Paul is calling out. I would say, and that's where I agree with Chad, is that a lot is really happening. Like the character is running around trying to resolve this. No one's believing him. He's an idiot. He makes a lot of stupid mistakes. Oh, he's very dumb. But but the the reality and the threat is that everything is real and uh, we're not being teased about like, is this really happening or not? Okay. Okay. Well, so I, yeah, when I, I texted you guys before we recorded and I said that I thought this was the worst book that we've ever read out of the series. (laughs) Broke my heart. And Chad, your reaction was, was shock. And I was trying, I was like in my head trying to figure out like Chad's reasoning as to why this is a good book. (laughs) (laughs) And I was going through like old, like things that we would say about old books. And the one thing that the only redeeming factor that I could say that I know Chad would say about this book is that the character is constantly taking action, like is taking the action of the book into their own hands constantly. But again, I think this one commits the sin of a lot of it, a lot of these books where it's so stupid and it's so boring regular life that I don't think any of the actions he takes are interesting in any way. I think they're so bland and so boring that I... Yeah, well, well, let's talk about it. So we have the character Ricky who... Well, if if I may, Don, before we get into it, I just want to ask you a a leading question before we start and just to help primer a little bit. Sure. Yes. Just to get insight on you guys, uh, maybe this is too real talk. But we're we're I know we're all video game boys. We're indoor kids. Yes. Were were you guys bullied at all as kids? Yes. Uh, yeah, to an extent. I mean, I I think that. Oh, go on, Paul. I just feel like I'm cutting you off here. No, you're fine. I, I mean, I I think you and I probably are going to have similar answers. And I actually wanted to bring this up, Chad. That I I usually relate to the kids in these books, especially the ones that are bullied, because I I've always I grew up dealing with bullying as a kid, and I definitely relate to like the outsider kid. But in this one, I hated him. I just hate it. Interesting. Interesting. Go ahead, Don. I I was bullied, but I think that everyone is kind of bullied in school. Yeah. Like everyone, I feel like from fifth grade to maybe 10th or 11th grade, 12th, you know, nobody cares anymore. But yeah. uh, th- between that period, it's just kind of like everyone has anxiety because like they've all been like made fun of in front of everyone. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I think I was thinking about that while reading this book. I was like, I think from fifth grade until like ninth or 10th grade is probably the peak shittiness of kids to each other and then yes. yeah like i think i think 11th 12th grade like kids are still shitty to each other but mostly you have 
sort of figured out your shit enough that you've quarantined yourself off from the other shitheads. Well, let me, let, me add a, let me add an appendix to that. I think it's that those are the shittiest, most like malevolent years from kids. Yes. And then when you become like high school kids, you're like, oh, now just the real sociopaths will actually just like murder and kill people <laughs> yes. and, and commit like fraud and drugs, like all that stuff. So before then, it was just like people, these little kids are like, oh, we're little evil demons, but we yes. don't know what to do with this. So I gremlins, guess we'll just like, will. we're little gremlins. So I guess we'll just ruin other kids' lives. I guess we'll just do that. Yeah. It's mischievous. Uh, it's just, it's just punking each other before. Yeah. And, mean, th- and then it becomes it's mean real. punk pranks. That's yes. it's Ashton Kutcher's punked all over the time, which all is the time. what this book does is these kids are just being shitheads to each other and they're being shitheads to Ricky. And let's be honest, Ricky sucks. Well, you know? yeah, like, that, and that's the problem that Ricky has is that what? he keeps falling on his face, even in trying to point, you know, attention to him being wronged. He's just like, yeah. he just can't, he cannot do it. So Ricky, Ricky's a kid. Ricky's a kid. Ricky's he's, a kid. The book starts out in kind of an interesting way. Ricky's sneaking out. He's going back to the school in the middle of the night because he's yeah. going to pull a prank of revenge mm-hmm. and he sneaks it's it's wet it's it's cold out and he uh gets to the room where they're writing the school paper and you know he's watching there's a teacher and a student in there and he wants to get revenge on that student Tasha McLean. Mm-hmm. That's it, right? I think mm-hmm. it was McLean. Yep, McLean. Definitely. Uh, she steps up to get away from the computer for a second. She's like typing up the front page of the computer. And he goes, Now's my chance. He sneaks in and he types a message on the com- keyboard at the very bottom of the page, like real small. And it says, Calling all creeps. If you're a creep, call Tasha at 555, whatever, you know, leaves a phone number. That's the inciting incident. Yeah, yes. that doesn't happen in the first chapter either. It, it 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 goes out of order. So it does it does that, what you're saying, Dom, and he sneaks in. But the cool thing is, and the book starts out really strong. It shows you this, like you said, like this beginning, this inciting incident. And it's like, why was I doing this? Well, it's a long story. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Like, there's a little mystery. I don't know why this girl, what this girl did to this kid. I was like, that's cool. Mm. Then then it falls apart. Yes. I mean, then everything say, becomes lame. You say as shit. it falls apart. I say I get all of Ricky's problems, but maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe I sucked. Maybe I just sucked as a kid. Uh, so, maybe I'm seeing too much of myself and Ricky. <laughs> That's why I hated him. But like, I, I, I was just going to say towards the bullying thing. Like I actually, maybe I, I was like rereading. I'm like, oh, I totally get why I don't personally like Ricky, but I saw myself in that character of. Oh, yeah, there's this weird thing where just everyone at school just picks on you all the time. And it was like three or four of us who just had that. We're just we were yeah. the butt of all the jokes for everything. I was like, this feels like a and without getting too into the, the books glowing, I think there is an interesting analog, whether the author meant to or not, that is when you are one of the few people singled out by your friends uh-huh. versus uh, pod people stories like. Mm-hmm. Which which this this is a a modern ish take on pod people. Yes, it is. Yeah, there's something there. I, like like an Edgar Wright could do like an amazing version of this, kind of like he did in his uh Edge of, End of the World movie. So, so they yes. did they they do. He says, "I'll tell you about it. It's a long story." How did he get here? Right. Pulling this prank of revenge. Then we go back and learn. Yeah, the long story is that he's bullied by a group of four friends, and that bullying just leads to everyone else also hating him. Like. He keeps getting into these little 
tussles with these uh this group of four friends one of them which is named wart um, yeah wart yep and, yes. and and uh he keeps getting in these conflicts and then like that leads to him like accidentally throwing a can of soda on a keyboard and then the soda explodes and it gets everywhere and everywhere everyone is mad uh, at him a name checked pepsi everyone yes. wants yes. a can it, of pepsi yes there's some good there's some good name droppings in here to make sure you know ricky's a kid <laughs> like you yeah uh, uh I, I, so way, here's, as, go ahead paul i just want to say this is why i dislike it okay and i'm gonna throw this out there so so as dom set up you see this pre this this like pre the prologue of like i'm gonna get myself into this situation here's how i got here so we go back in time okay cool that's a nice setup but then we go back in time first thing that happens to ricky is he meets a new girl in, in school and he's showing her around in school what's her name lisa, lisa? iris iris <laughs> Uh, he meets her and he's showing her around and he gets punked by one of the four kids. Wart, I think, sticks his leg out and trips him in the lunchroom. He spills his, his food everywhere. Right there, I was like, okay, yeah, I can associate with that. That's some classic bullying. You look like a fool. Uh, Chad, I think you're right. I think everybody gets bullied on in those years. I think the difference between a kid that gets bullied and a kid and a kid that is cool that gets bullied is a cool kid knows how to react. A, a bullied kid like cowers and absorbs the, the the bullying and becomes a little like pushover, and then that creates more problems. Yeah, so no, it's it's there's a difference of, and this is honestly helping me unlock a lot of stuff as we talk about we're my unpacking own psychosis. Some shit. Uh-huh. I'm unpacking some stuff, but like I think there's a difference between everyone getting bullied, and it sure feels like Ricky. I don't know if he sucks any more than the other kid personally in Goosebumps, but he is like everyone hates him. Like everyone hates him. Every and single person hates him. And this is what I don't like about this book. So the first instance is he gets tripped and it's like, okay, yeah, you got punked. You looked like an idiot. That's fine. That's poor Ricky. The second time he gets punked is in this. He goes into the um into the newspaper uh, like office for where the club is, as Dom said, and he's grabbing a soda and the bullies are there and they work on the newspaper and they punk him and they make him spill his soda all over the place right yeah they fuck him up now this is where i start to have problems because this is classic goosebumps bullshit he gets (laughs) he gets gets punked so hard that the soda goes everywhere and everybody blames it on ricky okay sure mate let's let's chalk this one up to an honest mistake that nobody saw the the bullies punk him ricky's still a fucking idiot he gets he gets in trouble for this one okay it happens again later in the book he gets punked because he shows up to do a to do a a newspaper report and we'll go back through the actual plot line but he shows up later to do a book or or a newspaper reporting job where he's going to take pictures for the for uh for trisha right uh tasha 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 mcclain tasha mcclain Claim. She Dude, had the I, so she had the soda. Yes, that's what I thought. She, I was like McLean. Wait, hold on McLean, a second. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she has the soda uh, smashed against her keyboard, which ruins uh, the work she's doing on the. I paper. mean, I I used to be a newspaper editor. It does suck. It takes forever in InDesign to to yes. adjust those columns. Yes, if it gets fucked, that's like a day's work. It sucks. Oh, yeah. And I'm not the, I'm not against Tasha for this part. I I, I like again. I'm gonna. But she talk gives that him. Up. She gives him a chance. She says, "Don't fuck this up. Go take this expensive camera and go to the car wash. I'm giving you a so, second chance." So he goes to the car wash to do his report to take the pictures. The bullies are there. They start spraying him with hoses. His camera gets soaked, and then they fucking chase him away with hoses, and his camera breaks. Then Tasha blames fucking ricky again classic goosebumps bullshit and he's trying to explain it and she won't hear anything of it listen if her dad's fucking expensive camera got broken 
I like I only expect a modicum of realism from Goosebumps, and I know that this isn't good for the story, but they'd have figured out that the fucking asshole kids that were spraying him with the hoses were the person that caused that problem. There's just too much piling okay. on Ricky. In okay, this. I, I agree. There's too much piling on Ricky. I agree. Also, not to mention that on top of that, the even bigger injustice is that I forget which one of the kids, but the kid whose like car is sprayed on the inside. I think it's one of the bullies. Yeah, is like his, my his dad's car- going to yeah. sue you and your family for every penny they have. So like yes. Ricky and his family are are the lowest who are rich? tier. Who are rich? Are who they are, rich? They're rich though because they have ca- they have phones all over their house. So they're rich. <laughs> Everyone has a phone in their room. <laughs> rich family. That's the, the most. Well, we don't know how many lines they have. I feel like that's the biggest sign of wealth. True. True. But uh, back to some of the nineties. But I just I I think reading it, I gotta point out that I think Ricky's family, even if they are rich, are a lower like cast than everyone else in this town. Like something has oh, yeah. happened and they have been singled out and, and not to preach too much, but this is when every time I watch like a show mm-hmm. and they do this character, I can't stand it. So like you think of your favorite shows, think of like Parks and Rec yeah. or the office mm-hmm. or whatever. I, yeah. not this, I swear it's not a super long tangent. I hate the Jerry character. I, I don't hate like Jerry from Parks and Rec or Kevin from the office the butt uh, monkey. You hate the butt monkey. I hate the butt monkey because from a uh, a, a writing standpoint, it mm. is the easiest fucking thing. You're making a sacrificial lamb yes. to just suck. Like, yeah. to just like, oh, what? Oh, he's the worst, right? And like, mm. Parks and Rec is the only one I can think of where at least at the end, they're like, though, uh, spoilers for Parks and Rec, I guess. Jerry's got a big dick and he's married to a beautiful wife. Like, that's right. what you find out. Right. But but like, usually that in storytelling is just like, yeah, isn't he the worst? Just pile on him. Pile on him. They suck. I like I like that the measure of character is having a large penis. Like, they're <laughs> well, like, at, oh, at he's got it. seems a- like the writer's giving a condolence to them. Like, But like, he, isn't that interesting? Isn't that an interesting thing that we value for be like, oh, well, he's got a really, he got really bullied, but he's got a really big penis. <laughs> <laughs> he got a real big penis, and he's married to a supermodel. Very old 1940s ideas of success, I guess. Yes, like, I guess. Um, I never liked. I never liked the Jerry. Like I, there are. I like the commitment to the bit of the Jerry thing in Parks and Rec. I do like that they never relent. But I also kind of like. I agree with you, Chad. I always kind of saw that as a detriment to the show. Ultimately, I was always like, "That's mean." There's a mean spirited part of that show that they filter yeah. it all into one character, so they can have some mean spirited jokes in there. And I never really liked that. I think The Office does a better job with Kevin. I think they they offer a little more redeeming stuff about Kevin. Yeah, maybe the better example is like D from Always Sunny because they pile yeah. on D, but then they like she's also terrible, so it kind of it kind of works, works right? Uh, but somet- works. sometimes D is kind of like the most likable character besides yeah, Charlie, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. D is so. de- definitely the most human character out of all of them for sure. But I, I I'll, I'll mention this only and and not to try to defend this book on the merits of it happened to me, but. Uh-huh. I, I mean, like, I definitely identify with that happening to me in middle school of, like, there's this weird uh, mob mentality where I guess I just suck. And, like, I don't know <laughs> and I, I don't yes. know why. And I and I think as much as it's annoying even in this book and all your points are, are right, Paul, it leads to the finale and almost makes the finale work. But we'll, we'll, I d- maybe okay, we'll get to yeah. that. So, so we, can, we can keep going. So, Dom, you, if you want to pick it up. So what happens? I think that... I do kind of the- just want to talk about Always Sunny now because I just realized something about Always Sunny. What's that? Is that they're all characters that were, like, bullied but also bullied each other. 
and that's yeah, what that's they do what... and that's like they're in this never-ending cycle of just like hating each other <laughs> but that they're, they're their only family that's what uh that's what bullied kids do i mean i know that my group of friends was like that growing up when i, I was in my worst definitely i think a lot yeah. of kids i mean maybe this is just a, more of an east coast thing or relevant to our area chad you can let us know middle of america but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like hanging out with your friends like after high school is just kind of like making like busting each other's balls. Like yeah. that's what like being a friend yeah. is. Um, but yeah, so uh, anyway, that's kind of super tangent. But no, um, no, no, no. That's I think it's relevant to this though. But anyway, um, well, so so he do- I believe this water incident happens before he decides to get his revenge. Correct? Because she does this to him. And then I th- and then she's like, yeah, now you are you had your second chance on the paper. And he I th- I think this is kind of a misstep that the author chooses to not have that Ricky actually cares about journalism. I think it would have made Ricky a lot more likable if he had had a passion. Sure. He's yeah. Only doing the news to get activity points because you right. have to get activity points or you don't graduate, which seems unfair. It's incredibly uh, unfair. You actually seems incredibly you unfair. Can't, you can't do that. <laughs> It, it, then you're not making extracurriculars extracurricular. You're making them curricular. Right. Uh, he's like, I don't. If I don't do this, I gotta go play sports. And I don't play sports, even though it seems like the bullies would be playing the sports. But whatever, I get it. Well, so they they, re- they report on the sports, Chad. That's oh, I guess that's true. It just feels like yeah, you don't want to play sports because you'll get pummeled by strong kids. The, the <laughs> right. strong kids are doing it anyway. You know what? Go out for golf. You know what? Or whatever. Try to right, try a different right. thing at this point. But because Tasha has fired him, which again, I don't think she could do. I don't know if Tasha, an- another grader, could say, you're not allowed to do the school activity. I thought about that, too. I was like, I don't think this is that official, Tasha. I don't think you have that power. Yeah. Uh, now, Ricky, I think to help motivate his his road to revenge, uh, yes. his his get-even, um, <laughs> he, <laughs> his get-even get-even. <laughs> Uh, like he's like, okay, well now that she's taken my only thing from me, I'm going to sneak into the uh, the editor and I'm going to really, man, this is the king of all pranks. I'm totally going to put a number to call her, which is not even that good of a it prank. It's the worst fucking prank, guys. The, again, again, Ricky's things are so goddamn <laughs> anti-climactic. Uh, hold on, let's back up. Let's back up. Let's back up. That's kind of a traditional prank is writing someone's number, writing someone's number somewhere particularly sure. the bathroom, but putting someone's number and saying, call this person. That's a, yeah. that's not a bad... So, I mean, you would yeah. agree, Paul, that's pretty annoying thing to happen to you, right? If someone were to do that. I guess, I guess, yeah. But I... I mean, I, this, I, this kid six potential predators on this girl. He says, if you're a creep, which yeah. we all know what a creep is, call this woman and harass her. Right, I, th- I would right. say that's pretty vile. I, yeah, I, I don't think Ricky... I'll t- I don't know why I'm defending Ricky. I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like Ricky is not even... Is so innocent, he's not thinking about how he's doing the equivalent how, of... How evil if, it is. If you, if you want a good time, call so-and-so. Right. I think he's literally because everyone in the book uses... She uses creep as an insult over and over and over again. Yeah. It's literally the equivalent of like, no, uh, I'm not, but you are. Like, that's what he thinks he's doing. Sure. But yeah, he's definitely putting out a, a, a girl's number... Or the family's number to call and harass her. If he had spray painted it on the school or done something like kind of bad, you know, like and like and like like did a little more of like a like an actual like thing. But he sneaks in and he types it onto the computer. And we know where this goes. We know where the story goes, guys. (laughs) 
I, I was like, she's going to fucking see that, you fucking idiot. She's editing the newspaper right now. She's yeah. going to see it, you fucking idiot. She's going to come back and work on it. That wasn't there before. It's very bad. I mean, all of his ideas are fucking stupid. Y- you needed a line from her going like, I've just finished the final approval, Ricky. Yeah. You stay far away because I know you'll spill soda on it again or whatever. Right. But something where like, or, man, or, oh man, I'm about or, to hit print, send to printers. He, he could have like stolen the the disc and like replaced it with another disc or something. You know, oh, like no, the, see, like, no, you're misunderstanding. Ricky still cares about journalists. <laughs> he still wants the kids to get passion. the news. He has yeah. a passion and he cannot he cannot <laughs> besmirch the the journalism in his school. That cannot he, happen. He he loves the printed word. He could have written loved, it down on a piece of paper and snuck it into every paper that went out that day, but rather he'd get it printed in the paper. Can I, can I also point out for, for context that this is a school that does love pranks. Man, this this series is all about pranks. Yeah. But the, let's look at what the metric is for pranks in this school in the 90s. The opening the, the opening page, I, I got to find it in. Maybe you have it, Paul. I have it uh, in my the, mind. The opening page is describing that like the, you know, those like welcome to so-and-so school and there's like those like a rearrangeable letterbox things like, you know, school's out for the summer, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like the, some kid had spray painted the letters of the very first letter of each word. So it was like so it made a said, nonsense word. It, it made a nonsense word. It wasn't even like funny, though. It, it didn't turn it. Yeah. It's like called like they're like it's like Harding School. So and it's all just it was, was arding, like, arding I ool. That's ool. all it I'm says. Like, yeah. It doesn't turn it into like I eat farts or anything. Right. It just, Make it something just, silly. Is, is, there, is there a more extreme version of this book where that said like hard dick school or something like that? <laughs> yes. And it, like Scholastic was like, okay, we got to tone back how freaking creepy and rude the kids in this school are. And that's yes. why we are left with like the wet blanket pranks that happen. <laughs> right. I, I just want to bring that because co- by comparison of just we took out the first letter of each word to make it nonsense, unless this is just Dr. Seuss world. Uh, uh-huh. I got to say, if we just assume he didn't mean to be her being sexually harassed by weird kids. Right. Putting calling all creeps in the school newspaper is more interesting and inspired than what's going on currently in his life. Sure. sure. Yes. That's all I'm I'm bringing up is that that's at least more creative. Okay, fine, fine. But I still think it's dumb and I still think he doesn't think it through. And I guess Ricky is supposed to be an idiot. So we're supposed to just accept (laughs) it. But I can't, again, because he's our main character and we're supposed to like at least somewhat side with this guy. I this is the this this is the this is a fable for making your main character so unlikable that you can't follow along with him without being mad at him the entire time. This, well, this book is he. I think that the end of this book, and this is where we'll continue, get to the big next big moment here. But the end of this mm. book kind of makes it all worth it, in my opinion. So okay, that maybe the, maybe the next thing that happens. Well, is I do want to. I do want to. I just have to point out to sum up this character at the beginning of chapter six. Tasha calls Ricky in the morning to get him to come in to do this this reporting to take the pictures of the of the wa- the uh yeah and the, the camera uh, gets ruined they quit they put uh, him with a hose and the camera gets ruined she, yeah she calls him and for two pages the only thing that ricky says is huh to her huh she says something <laughs> else huh she sent something else huh 
she says something else. He says it multiple times in a row. And they call, he does call out that he's doing it. But it's so fucking bland and stupid that I'm like, this is that character. This is Ricky summed up right here. He's a, mm. he's a living huh. Don't you feel bad a little bit for Ricky? I mean, he's 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 like a little scared dog who can't stop barking at everyone. <laughs> he's just like, you know, he's been so abused and so afraid of the world that like he can only react to like the horrors happening around him. I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, look. Again, I think it's we're supposed to write. We're supposed to be like, I've been bullied. And maybe this book would have meant more to me. I'm not saying if- sympathize, but have an understanding of Ricky. Sure. I think he I think he sucks too. I hate Ricky. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to the next thing. The next thing that happens is he starts getting phone calls in the middle of the night. And there are phone calls that are saying, I'm a- oh, wait. Well, the big thing that happens, the reveal is that he swapped out. They, they The newspaper comes out with the, with the phone number, but... Of course, Tasha saw it. She changed it to his phone number. So he starts getting these phone calls in the middle of the night, and it's creeps. And he's saying, hey, I'm a creep. When are we going to meet? Where do we meet? I'm a creep. And he's like, mm-hmm. ah, ah, I'm so scared. Yo. And because uh, I think he was scared by that. Uh, and then also they call it midnight because that's spookier. I don't think he says call it, it midnight. Did he uh, say that in the prank? It's part of the prank. They write after midnight to call after, after midnight. midnight. Okay. So that's part of the prank. So. Yeah. So the next day at school, I think it's the next day at school, he's confronted mm-hmm. by the 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 bullies that have been bullying him, they, this group of yep. four friends. And mm-hmm. they they say, hey, we're creeps. And they reveal themselves. And mm-hmm. they are purple lizard people. Yes. So yeah. also, so I just want to call out that there's at least another character that's a bit of a red herring at this point. Lisa, right? Lisa or Iris? It's, I think it's Iris. I think her name is Iris. Why do I keep changing her name to Lisa? It's Iris. Well, there there's are, like yeah. similar letters in there. You know, yeah. an I, a capital I is just a lowercase L. Fuck yeah. You're mm-hmm. right. When you really think about it, that's that's deep. Uh, <laughs> like Iris, who is new to school, which I think is an important detail that, that they don't go anywhere with. Right. But I, it's like because she doesn't know that Ricky sucks, I think that's an interesting for the like... Because she hasn't been indoctrinated to let's all dump on Ricky. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, she actually kind of likes him. And she's the one that's like, yeah, dude, like Tasha totally caught that. Like she knows what's going on. She put your name in the paper instead. Like everyone's mm-hmm. calling you. Uh, I just want to pull that because I think she comes in. She's important later. And I wanted to talk about her later. Too. Yes. And uh, so, so she's been she's been making appearance through appearances throughout the story. And it's kind of a sounding board for Ricky and is the only person who likes Ricky. Uh, but it's such a misdirect. It's stupid. Well, it kind of works out. And I think it's I think it's important that her character is particularly important to the ending. So. The creeps come up to Ricky. They reveal themselves. Wart eats a squirrel. Yes. Wart, yeah. Wart the lizard man eats a squirrel. Also, also, to, also to add to that detail, Paul, sorry, Dom, I mean interrupt. You. I just want to call this in terms of real world analogies that I think this book does well. Is it's not like it's in the hallway or anything. It's like the bullies just pick him up and carry him into the woods, which is kind of scary. Like real world that scary. Is scary. Uh, yes, that is. We're scary. taking you away from Ab- adult supervision. Adu- it's called abduction. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it's, it's it is scary. Yes. And that's when it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Also, like, oh, hey, hey, we think you are the commander. Mm-hmm. We, they keep calling. They full on just reveal themselves. Like, oh, we're so glad because we've all been creeps. And we were waiting for our time to strike. When do we plant the seeds, yo? And that's when it's like they're oh now they're just eating squirrels, like Dom you said. And but they they are loyal to Ricky. They're loyal to Ricky. They need Ricky to uh, lead their plan because mm-hmm. their plan is to turn uh, turn everyone in school into a creep by making them eat an identity seed, which is uh, it looks like a chocolate chip. Yep. And they want to uh, they want a plan. How are we going to get everyone to eat these? And Ricky does just about the worst job 
of yes. uh, diffusing the situation and or stalling. Yeah. Like they are all yeah. highly suspicious that Ricky might not be the leader, <laughs> yes. though they really want him to because they really want to do this. So <laughs> well, like they're okay. forgiving. They're so eager for leadership. It's kind of, kind <laughs> and again, I want to I want to throw out one of my one of my reasons this book stinks. He just happened. <laughs> he just happened to pick the word that is the race of these creatures. Okay, are, <laughs> yeah. are we are we yeah. maybe going? I'll I'll give him this. Maybe they don't have a human name for what they are, and they latched onto the word creeps, and they were like, "That's what we are. That's the." That's the key word that the commander's using. It's creeps. It's going to be creeps. Like, maybe. But it just so happens. You never get... Ed- there's no, like, mythology about creeps. There's no, like, lead up that's like, oh, they're, like, there's nothing. Oh. And then all of a sudden he says this. He says this prank. And all of a sudden they're like, yeah, that's us. And you're the commander. Wow. I can't believe you said that. Wow. No. Oh, man. This is perfect. Because I know you and I are going to talk about the movie Us after this. Because Tom hasn't yes. seen it. I think this is counterpoint. I think this is perfect because it is to me, whoever wrote this one, Uh it is a kid's version of monkey paw. Like it is the, I have put a, uh, a random thing out into the world. I've committed some sort of quote unquote sin by, you know, doing something mean. Mm -hmm. And now the dark underbelly of the world ghosts or aliens or whatever these things are, are punishing me by that becoming yes. real. Like, be careful what you wish for kind of thing. Sure. I've I've evoked creeps and now they're actually calling. I love uh-huh. that. And I also, uh, I thought there was more details in it. I thought it was interesting that in the book, they don't get into, I don't believe they even mention, are they aliens? Are they right. subterranean? Yeah, they don't get into lizard people. In it's, the, it's left up to mystery. In the TV show, do they go into that stuff? I think you guys have both uh, watched. I, I could have sworn I watched this episode with Chad. Uh, Chad, have you seen I, this episode? I don't, I don't. Maybe we like scrolled and watched the end or something, like when we were hanging out one night. That it, sounds it, kind of familiar. It's a real wacky episode, but I think they are from space in the episode. But mm-hmm. um, in the book, I don't think it's determined. No, it's either, not right? in the but, book. But one of my favorite parts of this book is when Ricky's like, uh, yeah, I think we should uh, wait until tomorrow to talk about this. Uh, I'll see you. And he goes to walk away and Wart sticks his tongue out and it wraps around yeah. Ricky's yes. neck. Yeah, yeah. And it turns Ricky back around so that they can continue talking. <laughs> that part was cool. That was a cool it was visual. The, it was a good it was a good time. They high five their tongues. They do kiss. Like, they do French kiss to celebrate. <laughs> to celebrate. They're really excited, which and I think it's pretty obvious, but like I do also really like um it's like a kind of a bit of a wish fulfillment, even though Ricky never asked for it, of these people who are – he kept calling them my enemy, which I thought was a bit like cold yeah. and calculating and very blunt. He always called the bullies his enemy. He did, yes. But like now they are fully subservient to him. At the same time, you get the impression that if he fucks up – and I agree, he is really fucking up. He is mm-hmm. not saying anything kind of vague or going along with it. He's constantly going like – He's like, what? You guys are all crazy. He's as bad at subterfuge as he is reacting to bullying. He's as yes. equally as bad at <laughs> he is a He is a little chihuahua just yes. barking all day. Yes. But it's fun to play with a kid who's bullied suddenly having a power over their, the kids who bully right. him, even if they are aliens or mm-hmm. whatever. So uh, they, they, they agree... Uh, I, I believe Jared or Wart, one of them, goes, hey, I've got an idea, Mr. Commander. Mm-hmm. We're going to put the the seeds in uh, the food of the cafeteria, and then the kids will eat the food, and then they'll eat the seeds, and then they'll become creeps. Yes. And all the creeps are like, that's a great plan. And Ricky's like, I don't know. I don't know if we should do this. 
And uh, the creeps convince him to meet the next morning before school to execute this plan. And so Ricky has some trouble living with this, but he 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 gets to school early. The creeps are like, "We're gonna do this," and and Ricky keeps trying to stall. If I remember correctly, he does. Me if I'm wrong, terribly, here. he uh, continues to stall yeah. and, so badly that they're like, "This guy isn't a creep." This guy's not a creep. You skipped over one of his bad efforts, which is that he, well, two of his bad efforts. He tries to tell his parents about it first. And he oh, ex- see, also, yeah, I also love this that he did. He this. explains ahead, it to his parents and his parents laugh and uh, like, like a Goosebumps parents would. They laugh at it, write him off, disregard him, send him to his room. He goes to school they, the they next day. They do a day. bit, though. They do a bit. They're they do like, a bit. Hey, also, cliffhanger, Ricky. We are also creeps, which would be scary because you don't know who's a pod person or not. And then the next cl- episode is, you know, the next chapter is, yeah, not only are we creeps, we're from Mars. And they're like, ah, oh, they're old. They're, they're playing with us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, I just skipped over this part because I just want to talk about this. Entity. Oh, I know. Well, no, I know. But I'm just, I just need to point out Ricky's stupidity because he does that. Then he d- then he goes into school early and tries to do this to the he tries to explain to the principal the exact same way. He just starts blurting out about aliens yeah. or not even aliens, just creeps creeps and creatures with lizard heads and eating squirrels and stuff like that doesn't work again and then yes he goes with them to do their plan their master plan which is to show up and put it into the lunch uh into the into the into like the school lunch the uh, the the cafeteria lunch food yeah which i i, I just want to add paul i guess you thought it was too but i loved that he went and tried to tell a grown-up multiple times uh-huh as opposed to i feel like we've read so many goosebump books where this would all go away if the kids would just talk to someone like sure and i, and sure. I know it's really frustrating and i get it why it happens it's really frustrating in tropes when like the adults don't listen at least in this episode ricky doesn't have evidence and, and unless he was going to start really trying to get a photo of them or something right yeah which i don't like i i do like they try to at least go into the common sense of tell a grown-up tell your parents and then now they're not listening i think to what them. i dislike about it is he does both of these things and he and chad you or dom you were getting to the point where he is stalling before putting the seeds into the cafeteria food well even before that even before that but go on with your point <sighs> I, tell tell that part, and then I want to give my qualm with this whole sequence of events. Sure, yeah. So they they're like, wait, he's not a creep. He uh, this guy ain't no creep. And then Ira shows up and she says, "I'm the second in command, and he is. He just can't transform right now because of this reason." And they're like, "Oh, okay, all right." We choose not to. We choose not to. Which is which is not really an excuse, but I liked it as a uh, a, a bold way to just like bluff yes but 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 uh, you know iris had seen the whole sequence of him him being taken out into the woods and she heard everything and she's like i'm on your side like we have to we have to stop this and so uh but ricky's alone again with the he's he's got the identity seeds they they're like all right go put it in the food go put it in the the uh, the iris thing happened the iris thing happens after this actually when oh really yes yes this happens and then they end up back in the woods because so the whole plan is to put the food put it into the food for the kids to eat (laughs) in the beginning of the book he talks about ricky's smart he knows that none of the kids eat the fucking lunch he talks about it with iris and he and yeah no one eats the macaroni no one eats the macaroni they yeah. stick it in the macaroni they put it in the macaroni and no and then nothing happens because none of the kids eat it and he he, oh, he does all these steps to try and stall it but he knows none of the kids are going to eat the macaroni already okay. all right all right all right all right so let me let me just add on to it. i'm not defending ricky but i think this is an interesting i love i by the way i love our goosebumps uh, episodes where we disagree on if the book is amazing or <laughs> yes, terrible. Is, it's it's the best ones, yes. 
It means these are our. It means this is our. It means that Chad and I have become numb, and we'll take anything at this point. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think there's some. We can talk about this, Mary, but also another time where, as he is taking these identity seeds, which I think is an important detail, expire. These things that are also described as sour tasting or smelling. Yeah. uh, He he's like while he's alone going into the kitchen. To put them in the macaroni, he runs into the nice lunch lady mm-hmm. and completely insults her by telling her, like, the macaroni's poisoned. Yeah. Like, uh, but not just that. He tries to get rid of the seeds and pretends to trip and fall. And, tr- and spill them on the ground. Spill, spill them on the ground, which, like, I, I get, I guess. But, like, it's Chad, it's they a, can, they can it's pick a them up. Terrible, <laughs> it's t- terrible in two ways. <laughs> One, they can, they can pick <laughs> them up and put them into the food. Two, he yeah. tries that walks back over to the creeps and the creeps go here's some more do it again so that whole section was a goddamn waste of time well it, it just establishes they have backup seeds always carry a spare always but carry. not only that but they like they have more seeds later anyway go on i know it's stupid it's stupid <laughs> no they're prepared aliens they're prepared monsters they're, pre- they're really prepared but they need leadership so badly <laughs> yeah um uh uh they're the perfect servants um but <laughs> so this this doesn't work out nobody eats the macaroni they question him iris comes out and defends him says mm-hmm. we're not he's not going to change we we don't do that mm-hmm. um we have to continue we have to continue our disguise and so they hatch another plan and they say there's a bake sale we're going to make cookies and they're going to be free and they're all going to have the seeds in them yeah yeah and again like ricky i i think to your point paul about him being dumb the dumbest thing he does is he realizes no one's eating the macaroni mm-hmm. and then and then says it out loud. And then loud. says it out loud. Again, he knew this was going to not work. He didn't need to do all these layers of stalling because he should have just known that nobody was going to eat the gross macaroni. Hey, there's lizard dudes coming at you and they want to flick their tongues all, right, all over okay. your, one, your bones. One of, them, one of them sucks on his neck to turn him around. I get it. That's scary. He's probably getting Fine. vaguely aroused and doesn't know what that yes. means. Like He's processing a lot of stuff. Well, the, 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 the problem with this is that you know maybe he they chose the macaroni and maybe he was okay with it because in the back of his mind, he was like, no one's going to eat the macaroni. Yeah. And so it's like you know all right that's an out but then he's the one that reveals that to that's the, lizards. the problem is he's a fucking he goes, idiot nobody yeah. eats the macaroni that's what must have happened we got to get a better plan around here and then he's like shit so there to, is I'm gonna have to carry out this plan there is a great moment in in that scene besides all the other bullshit that happens there's a great moment after he puts the second bag of seeds into the macaroni that's when the the nice lunch lady comes over and starts to scold him. And she's telling him how good their macaroni and cheese is. And, everyone, and I love this scene because it's actually very real and made me laugh. All of them are like, yeah, we fucking work hard back here. We make you guys good food. And you fucking <laughs> shit old kids don't eat it. And they're like, it's good. It's good. It's home cooked. They're like, and they're like making a good fucking argument for their delicious food they make. I and don't have any kids of my own. I kind of thought you were my surrogate yes. son. This hurts me very we pour much. Pour love into this food and you assholes won't eat it. So like, I, I, I love that, like that scene. And then great moment. They spoon out a little bit for him and they're about to feed it to him. Okay, cool moment. And I want to, I will come back to this when we get to the end of the story. I think that's a great moment. It's ruined because he just turns around and runs away. Okay, but let's finish up the story. And then I want to talk, I want to talk about the fix for this book that would have made this entire ending work for me. 
that involves that scene. Go on. Should we, should, shall we just cut to the chase yes. here? I mean, yeah. we're at we're at it. We're at well, the bake we're, sale. There's, yeah. only like, there's only like 20 pages left. By, by the way, I think I think it's important to push out that this book does have really weird pacing where it's all like build up and calls and creeps and bullying. And then like the actual planting identity seeds happens in the last like 30 pages yes, of the book. Yes, it's like, super fast. A lot of stuff happens very quickly. So they get the identity seeds in the cookies. It's the bake sale. Everybody's coming in. They're like... Like, everything costs money except the cookies. They're free. Everyone's going to take one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Ricky's got to spring into action. He gets up and he's, he's, he's yelling at everyone. He's saying, don't eat the cookies. You're going to don't. Don't do it. Don't eat the cookies. They'll and turn you like, into a lizard person and you'll suck a squirrel down in one bite. Yeah. This is just a young Alex yes. Jones. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> Uh, there was a great episode about Alex Jones on This American Life recently. I recommend it. And it's about a moment quite like this, because that's his origin story. Is that he st- Have you heard of his or- origin story? No, but this book is his origin story. Holy fuck, Did Chad. he fall into a vat of macaroni? Okay. It is quite similar to, it's not factual, but it is his origin story that his, he tells. But anyway. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, so uh, Ricky stands up and says, everyone, don't eat the cookies. They're, they're, um, they're, they're, they're bad. Don't do it. And they're like, you ricky we've had enough of your shit they start throwing cheesecake at him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so everyone in school i think it's implied they don't say who's throwing no, it the i assume whole, at this point the teachers are yeah the teachers are throwing oh, stuff yeah. nobody ricky. likes uh, one and teacher so, I, don't, I don't know if you guys had this in your book but one teacher threw a rocket ricky said it missed but they threw a rocket <laughs> <laughs> it was just a bunch of batteries and a snowball yes. like it was just they were just throwing this a bunch one takes of place stuff. in philadelphia yes and so the kid as we talked about earlier with always sunny um so the creeps come up to him and they say once they eat these cookies they'll all be your slaves and he's like don't eat the cookies don't eat the cookies And he's like wait oh wait what'd you say and said they're gonna be your slaves everyone's gonna eat a cookie turn into a creep and they're gonna be your slaves and then ricky goes hey everybody cookies (laughs) and he starts handing them out (laughs) and he starts handing them out that he's like fuck yeah i'm gonna eat one too i'm gonna become a creep so i can rule these slaves things are gonna change around here i love it that's the end of the book that is the end of the book (laughs) i think that's such an abrupt turn i think it's so abrupt (laughs) that like i'm like come on come on guys like like he's fighting this the whole time and then he turns and I get that he was like he hates his school and stuff like that but like I think the fact that he hates the school for so long and wants to play a prank on them and then makes the turn when he finds out that he could fuck with them all by trying to defend them for so long and then quickly again switches back at the end I think you could have done it similarly but in that moment where he had the macaroni and cheese he should have been so scared and the lunch lady should have shoved it in his mouth and he should have eaten it and Ricky knows in that moment I am a creep now I am going to become a creep I have to save my school I have to save the rest of the people even though I've lost my humanity itself I don't want to cut you off you're saying that like he has turned into a creep against his will against his will and he's like, fuck, I'm a creep now, but the, the least I can do is save Iris and the rest of the kids from, from their, their fate of becoming creeps. And then at the end, he finds out that he could, that he could enslave them and he's already a creep or, or like maybe you find that out like a little bit earlier and then he like, and like build it into it, like where he, like you don't know what he's going to do, like hide his motivations a little bit. And then at the end, he reveals, fuck y'all, y'all my creeps now. And he like spreads it out and, y'all it, becomes, my and it becomes like a cool revenge moment at the end. 
you know? Creep, 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 creep. Like that? Yes. Like creep, that's creep, what happens. Creep, creep, creep. <laughs> I think that's valid. I, I, I don't know if we actually, did we say that, yeah, that, that's the most important detail in the middle part of that. Like, it's good. It's like 10 pages yeah. of it. That when they're not listening to him, Ricky mounts up. When I think of an interesting hero call of like, I, despite these people being garbage to me, I will eat all the cookies, which is also Oh, like, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Which is, a, which is, which is another stupid ass plan. Uh-huh. If you what? Can, no, if I think you can, I thought it was like, yeah, eat all the cookies, dude. If Take you, a for the if team. If you can pick up all the cookies, if you can get all the cookies at once, it's much faster to throw them in the garbage where no one will want to where eat them. Where nobody will eat them. Right, right. Rather than eat them one by one. Well, again, my fix. All right, how about this? Fix. Lick all, lick all the, lick all lick the cookies. All, whatever. Lick all the yes. cookies. Yeah. You could do troll two and pee on all the cookies. That, <laughs> I mean, this yeah, this this is yeah. you know now that I mentioned it, this this one is kind of similar to troll two. It is in a few it ways. Is. Yeah. Okay. So my ending where he where he is uh, transformed into a creep against his own will. He gets transformed into a creep against against his own will. He still goes through with trying to stop the plan to turn the rest of the school to creeps, and maybe he gets up to give that impassioned speech about not eating the cookies, knowing that he is a creep and that he's only doing this to save everyone else. And then someone still throws the food at him. And then in that moment, that's when Ricky goes, fuck all y'all. And then he, and then he hands out the cookies for free. And, and then it's like, and then it's a, it's a moment where he just watches as everybody slowly, like just fucking tucks into these cookies and eats them up. And he just gleefully watches as everybody trades their humanity away for a free cookie. I, I think we're circling around the same thing, Paul. It's really just how much of it is his choice or not. I, I particularly reread it again. And also I'm sure I, I thought it was just really edgy at times uh-huh. as a kid, but like, I, there's something I really like about uh, this kid who has been shit on by society over and over again, uh-huh. still tries to be the hero. Yeah. And then in almost like a Parks and Rec thing where just the entire town sucks, like instead of going on to like, I believe in all of them, he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be Emperor Emperor Creep. Like there's something about. I like that. I like, like the ending. I just that think. That turn I think, and choosing to be I, it. I, agreed. And I think that the ending of this, again, I just think you need to make your main character sympathizable and i don't think he's sympathetic either there's no nothing sympathetic about him i truly think that if when the creeps first revealed themselves to him he knew in his head that nobody would eat the macaroni and cheese if he was smart for one fucking time in his life and he was like no one eats the macaroni and cheese and he thought that inside his head and tricked the creeps into being like i'm gonna put it in the mac and cheese you're you as the reader are like he's got him I fucking this is great and and you see it happen he puts it in the mac and cheese and he's like great nobody's gonna eat it we're safe and then that fucking scene happens and she force feeds it to him what a great turn there that's a great turn because you're like fuck he thought he had it figured out how's he gonna get out of this now he's a creep you know okay all right I'll I'll pivot off that I think it's like part of that right where he you give him definitely this smart idea to use use the macaroni because he thought about it ahead of time and it was definitely foreshadowing to the point that he's dumb for not thinking about it. And then you go, he tells them to do it. They, the creeps go to do it because they're already like, yes, master commander. Like we listen yes. to you. And he's like, for a second, he's like, huh, it's kind of crazy that these bullies are listening to me for a second. Like he gets a taste of power. Yeah, you know, okay. All right. And, and then 
like he finds out the next day, they're like, we were going to put him in the macaroni, but we had the better idea to put him in the cookies. Cookies are way better than macaroni. Uh-huh. And he's like, fuck, they went around me. And, and that kind of thing. Oh, that could be good. So now it's and like, it, now how do I fix this problem? Maybe they give him cookies the next day and he eats one and that's how he gets hit with it. That could, I, <laughs> oh, I want him. I want him to eat the, I want him to choose it. That's just a personal taste. I want him so badly to be like, yeah, it, it, it's so Twilight Zone to me of like, uh, it's like, I am legend. Um, uh-huh. I, I will just I I surrender. I have lost this battle for humanity. Right. Depending on how big the creep's going, uh-huh. I surrender because I see it, it's 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 the kid version of it's better to serve in hell than to <laughs> right. whatever. It's, I'd it's ra- rule I, in hell than serve in heaven. I'd rather, I'd rather laugh with the sinners than sing with the saints. Right. That's a way better phrase. I like that one way more. That's Billy Joel, baby. Well, yeah, well, here, th- so okay, okay, all right. Paul quoting Billy Joel over here. I, I, what I'm hearing is that Paul is continuing, continues to try and fix this character and this story so that it cannot be the way it is. But the way it is is the Billy Joel lyric. It's it's what should happen to this kid, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. I mean, you're you're. I feel like you're trying to make this better by making him likable, and that he actually does try to save them. But like the heel turn is so vile at the end of this book. It's so horrible <laughs> that even the one sweet girl who's new to school, who freaking risked her life to bail this kid out yes. and to save yes, him. Uh-huh. She he he fucking heel turns on her in a second. <laughs> well, I think she. I I got the impression that she, it goes so fast. I agree with you, Dom. Uh, I got the impression that I, Iris is that her name. I'm pretty sure her name yep. is Iris, unless mm-hmm. I made that it's up Iris. completely. No, it's Iris. No, no, it's Iris. It's Iris. Iris. I got the impression that Iris was like kind of on board. Like I kind of got a strange, and this might be just me reading into it, that Iris and and Ricky are like. Yeah, we'll just be fucking commander and, and commander, uh, commander lieutenant or whatever, general. Right. Like, Sergeant let's run, or whatever. Let's run yeah. this shit. Yeah. Let's go. Like, yeah. The- you know who else had that idea? The Nazis. Okay. No. That's what this that's, comes back no. to. <laughs> no. It's the ultimate disgusting heel turn on the equivalents. Any any moment, any moment that you would go ahead and seize power to rule over other people for them to do your bidding, you are disgusting. You are vile. And that's what Ricky is. Is. He's the ultimate hateable character. I, I think it makes it. He is hateable when we're going evil. I think this is the the one time that I can think of in at least the main Goosebump books, and maybe there's another one I'm forgetting, where a character makes a choice at the end that like dooms the world, or at least the school, as mm-hmm. opposed to is just kind of like enacted by you know, oh, the monster was hatched onto the back of the bus, or like. Yeah. We did our best and we still got fucked over. I really like, even if it's dark and fucked up, that a kid is like, picks the darkest turn for the story. Like he goes, you know what? We lose. And it's a bad ending in a horror book that I really, even if Ricky sucks and uh, maybe they shouldn't have used the words, they'll be your slaves. Because that's not even <laughs> yes. that's not even true. Like the 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 creeps already are not his slaves. They disrespect hierarchy. But they well, they're creeps. They're they're vile creeps who are looking for a leader to tell them to do bad stuff because they lo- love to do bad stuff. I think once you become a creep, you become kind of. I would imagine you revel in others' pain a lot more, yeah. which is what right. these creeps are satisfying when they torture Ricky the Rat. Yeah, it's been like I think there's something to 
oh, well, you know what? It's not even that I have like mind control powers over everyone. It's just, no, I'm becoming an alien. And because they think I'm the commander, uh, I'm going to just rule this town now. Uh-huh. Uh, but it is kind of, if I may, I think it's reading it again. I was surprised this didn't come up of like, as great as that ending is, one last like card turned over of the real commander shows up. Like, like that's another way to end it. But the fact that there is these creeps who are on a mission, they've only been there for a, a limited amount of time because they have seeds that expire after a week. Mm-hmm. They've been waiting mm-hmm. in quiet. Like a this is this is the first thing I ever heard as a kid is like that's essentially a terrorist cell. Like they're like they're yes. lying in wait, <laughs> right, right, waiting for the sign, uh, and. And they're waiting for their commander who they don't know who it's going to be. Someone had to just call it. Uh, I kept kind of, even though I knew how it ended, waiting for like either Iris to reveal that she was the commander because she's mm. been new to school. And they talk about that, how they, they, these, there's a bit of a, like a plot hole when you really think about it in terms of the stuff where Ricky almost gets himself killed by pointing out the macaroni thing. And, uh-huh. he, and, and they're like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, everyone at school knows that the macaroni isn't edible. It, it's been untouched for years. And they go, wait a minute. How do you know that? You've only been here a few days longer than we have. Which means, uh-huh. which means, if you really think about it, means the kids who are the creeps haven't have, been there. Weren't haven't there. been there for what, like a week or two? And they're not new kids. As far as Ricky knows, they are bullies that he's always had. Uh, It's not like they are new kids in school. So there's a bit of a bit of a logic thing there. Yeah, I don't remember them saying that they were new kids ever. I don't think they are. I I think they're just kids he's had problems with. Yeah, I remember Iris being a new kid. But then they do. He mentions them being new kids at some point when they're creeps. And I'm like, wait, you weren't new kids. You guys were. So I assumed that they were like pod people, but like that, like it replaced them. That's what I thought. That might that might work. That might hold up if it's like once you become a creep, you like reset or something, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, like like the the pod version of you took over and you don't have the memories of the original version. Sure. Then it has in like what what is even again, this is like it's funny because we were just talking before the podcast of what Jordan Peele is doing with like us and get out and everything is like you only reveal certain details that you need to know for the plot. And if you really thought about it longer, it maybe won't hold up to scrutiny. But for weird, crazy Twilight Zone type stuff, you just need to know you just have part to have, of it. You, yeah, you just need the the part that elicits like the strangeness, and then you're good. I don't know, guys. <laughs> I don't know about this one. I don't agree. I will say that I do think I do like the twist ending. I did like because the whole time. I knew that someone was going to be a creep or the book was going to end and he was going to find out his parents were creeps or something like that. So I did like it was a little refreshing that the ending was pure Twilight Zone, right? Yeah. Like it just pure Twilight Zone twist of like bad stuff's happening. So I I think I enjoy uh, among that that the creeps are maybe the most successful of the antagonists in a Goosebumps book like. It's it's a bad end that doesn't feel as cheap to me because a character makes a call. Uh, mm-hmm. But I also really kind of like that the creeps are like are dumb. Like they're they're not lovable. They're but like we don't know else they other than they need a squirrel, which you know squirrels are great. But like mm-hmm. they're kind of like puppy dogs. <laughs> they're, they're, there's a weird like like uh, they feel like something from like Odd World or something. <laughs> like they'd be they're, a character in that where they're they're what evil. Ricky should be. I should feel sympathy for them, but I don't <laughs> feel any for Ricky because he's a vile fuck. <laughs> uh, I don't know how. How do you feel about it, Dom? Um, you know, I I enjoy the shocking ending. I think uh, this is probably uh, I guess in uh, 
the egg monsters one there was the moment of laying an egg um but that's uh-huh. not as <laughs> yeah. that's just kind of like a oops hey also this uh, th- there mm-hmm. hasn't been a, a Goosebumps ending as shocking as this one, so I found I found it to be enjoyable. You know, I I still have, feel pretty good about this book. Ricky does stink, uh, and he stinks the worst at the end. So that's kind of kind of kind of fun to see. <laughs> but now he's head he's head stink. He's head stink man. Yeah, he's the head he's, stinker. He's the big stinker. The chief I, stinker. I think it's important to to call out according to the Goosebumps wiki. We talk about how this is an early, uh, uh, what's the crazy uh, gorilla blood man? Uh, uh, Jones, Doug Jones, Alex Jones, Alex Jones. Doug yeah, Jones is uh-huh. a very different man. Doug Jones is great. Um, according, but according to trivia of it, according to RL's autobiography, he got the idea for the story from a joke he once played when he was in college, but ended up backfiring on him afterwards. I e. R.L. Stein is a pod person. Also, yes, I agree. Also, <laughs> R.L. is always saying some shit like, oh, I came up with this title because it was like, it was in my life. And like, it is like so <laughs> tangentially in his life. Like, I just don't believe. Like, it's like that retconning that like famous people do to make their life seem more ep- like, not epic, but like m- more rich and like, oh my Cinematic. gosh, he just draws from his life because his life yeah. was so interesting. It's like, Hey man, when when you gonna name one of these books after them pornos you used to write, huh? That's when I'm that's when I'm interested in. <laughs> <laughs> there is this there is this story. I can I, I this is a tangent, but I will never forget this. Well, I guess I have kind of forgotten, but I, there was this headline on uh, the ooh, what's the tabloid in Philly, the Daily News, um, uh-huh, and yeah. uh, sorry, the Daily Nude or the Daily News News. news. Uh, though they may okay. have ri- they may have run a nude photo at some point. Some of those alt- oh, absolutely, some of those tabloids do. Um, but yeah. uh, what happened was uh, in Pennsylvania, uh, some congressional people were found to be sharing porno links, like just sharing videos with each other through through like government email. They're like, hey, check this one out. Um, <laughs> that's what old people do when they get on the Internet. They're like, there's porno on here and I found some good ones, my friend. Here you go. <laughs> 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 and and uh and the headline of the Daily News said, "Like, hey, Joe." It had a photo of the government official. It's like it's like this old man. It's like, "Hey, Joe, send me some of them porno links." <laughs> <laughs> so it's what something like that. And I just, uh, you know, I'm sorry. It's very tangential, but I really enjoy. No, that. it's it's relevant. Uh, it's, it's relevant, relevant enough. You know, that's what I want. Hey, RL, send me some of them porno influences. Okay, <laughs> show us which one of these book titles you were inspired from writing. You're smart. <laughs> Something in this book that pissed me off beyond belief. Beyond belief factor what? fiction? Is that what you're just... No, 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 no. <laughs> thing in this book. My I favorite show? I... Like, one of my favorite shows? Anyway, go on. I'm sorry. I'm just... I don't know if I know this We'll show. talk about it. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm we'll sorry. We'll talk about I'm sorry. it. Uh, I got irrationally mad at at ricky's dad when he yelled at him and said you're not allowed to have calls after 10 and i was like ricky's dad he fucking can't control when people call him they will just call him when they want to call him that's literally something you can't control i you could tell your friends not to call you after 10 but if your friend's gonna fucking do it they're gonna fucking do it ricky's dad get off his back well i mean if i was a dad i'd probably say the same thing be like hey man why are your friends calling you not your friends aren't allowed to call after this period yeah but i he can't control that especially when it's a prank he told him it was 
was a prank that was happening to him. That's true. It pissed it pissed me off. I also uh, I thought about something before I even read this, guys. Have you thought about phone horror in a while? Sorry, uh, yeah, horror? I just I just watched uh, a movie called Ooh. I forget the original title, but the second title that it came out under was called Bells. <laughs> and they, it was about was it about a, like a horror thing happening through a phone? Yeah, like you get a phone call and then it's just like this high pitched noise, and then you start shaking and sparking, and then like you get thrown and like your head's all bloody because you just got killed. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. That's cool. And like, I'd, I'm sure there are still things that happen with cell phones that have horror, but I think the use of a phone as a horror device has severely dropped off since cell phones come out. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There's plenty of movies. There is cell phone horror. There is. I'm not saying that there isn't any more use of it, but I feel like the phone was usually a more central device and we've moved away from it as I, much. I think the bigger, I think the bigger damning thing, honestly, I mean, cell phone, yeah, cell phone opens up a, a ton of problems for most horror stories yeah. now that you can call for help wherever you are unless right. you set up uh, cell phone towers but i think the actual more damning thing that that killed phones and horrors was uh i don't have the evidence to back this up but this is a feeling uh caller id yeah absolutely like, once once yes. once you knew there was a name or a number attached i mean even though you can do like unknown caller or whatever it, it took away the mystery from this like mysterious box that could ring and a voice would just be on the other end. That's like the creepiest part of it. Yes, that's what I'm talking about is I feel like there's less of that. The call is coming from inside the house. The the this where like the creeps are calling late at night being like, I'm a creep. Yeah, you know, and like saying like weird shit like you just don't. I don't feel like that happens as much. And admittedly, I don't read or watch too much horror you know modern stuff so i don't know too much about it. i know that there are horror books and and movies that have come out centered around cell phones i know there's at least one korean horror movie that was based around a cell phone but i think and, chad's right it's caller id that stopped it because even if yes. it's a blocked even if it's like i think you can block calls in a certain way um you but can. most people will just not answer those now but like and right. that's but like even if it's just unknown you still have the phone number there so, um, right. yeah, I think caller ID definitely made that drop off. Um, if you want to watch the original great execution of that, because, uh, you, you need to watch black Christmas, the original production, uh, uh-huh. the, uh, Oh, let's see. Uh, so it was an urban legend. That was like a scary story you tell at sleepovers as the babysitter. The calls are coming from inside the house. Um, mm. And, you know, Black Christmas takes a couple um, takes a couple uh, urban legends like that and puts it in a movie. And it does it in a great way. If you haven't seen Black Christmas, you really got to see it. The 70s. What, version. what year are we talking just to set this up? Like what? Uh, like is, 90, I think like it's 90s. Uh, no, it's 70s. 74. 74. 70, okay. 74. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, it's excellent. You should watch it. If you like horror, it is excellent. Um, but, you know, Halloween, you know, John Carpenter was inspired by Black Christmas. And Halloween is essentially the same thing. The night he mm-hmm. came home. Uh, which is, you know, right. uh, mental patient escapes from the institution and kills people. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, also someone coming home and kill from. Yeah. So you, you, you Halloween is the very same way. Um, but that idea of getting a phone call um, was such a spooky thing that would happen to people. You just get strange phone calls when you didn't have caller ID. And uh, that was such a thing. It was an urban legend, you know. It was, a- and you you had to answer the phone a little bit more. You were a little more. Not that you, I feel like we feel compelled to answer our phones and, and to respond to things with cell phones. But I feel like before a, te- a telephone call was um, a li- not harder to make, but it was a little bit more yeah. important. It's a little more throwaway now. 
Whereas before, well, we, like, we've, we've we've learned to protect ourselves from those interactions because we have right. the urban legend, we have the horror movies, we have all of that, and now we say when we see an unknown number, we say, "I don't know who the fuck that is. I'm not going to talk right, to them." Right, 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 exactly. And that's why I, I just I was thinking about it before we start, before I even read this book, and I was like, "Oh, is this gonna this one gonna be based around some sort of horror occurring with a phone?" Because I thought that would be cool. I just was like, "Oh, that's neat." I we haven't. I don't think we've experienced a um a Goosebumps book yet that uses a phone as like a really this is the closest we got to a, a phone being so, something that's causing terror for the yeah for the yeah it, sure. it, it feels also very much of a of an era you know mm-hmm. it feels very nice makes it feels very mid 90s yeah mid 90s and 80s i feel like God, are very when you watch old episodes of unsolved mysteries which you gotta guys uh the phone is so much scarier getting a phone call back then was so fucking scary because like it, you, it rings in the night you're like oh my gosh i hope my father is okay let me answer the phone yeah right and Important, yeah, you, you would answer, you would feel inclined to answer, like you were talking about, Paul. But yeah. so frequently, like you know, um, oh gosh, this is gonna get grim. Well, I won't go into detail, but the Golden State <laughs> Killer, the Golden State Killer famously did that to the families of his victims up until you know, very recently, he would still make phone calls to them and say, uh, you know, I, hey, it's me, the guy who did it. Yeah, uh, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Phones are scary. <laughs> Phones are scary. Phones things. are scary. Yeah. So I can <laughs> understand your disappointment in that, uh, Paul. I, I, I can, I, I, uh, I understand. I understand. Yeah. So I think that might have been that. It might have led me to disliking this book a little bit more because I was expecting a little more stuff being based around the horror. Literally, the calling all creeps thing is a like two or three paragraph section of this book, and then it's done. <laughs> I I I still will hold on to. I think this is a more interesting uh, story that it goes towards, but um... uh, I give this one the opposite of ten goosebumps out of ten. I give this ten abscess wounds out of ten. <laughs> the skin is sucking inside of my body. Yeah. I show this other something. Hey, 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 uh, Paul, real quick, just get off the Discord real quick. Are you off the Discord? What? Cool? What? Uh, Dominic, Dominic, I need to talk about something first. Hey, second. what's up, Chad? Yeah, Paul's gone. Hey, yeah, hey, I just, I just muted Paul. Uh, I think Paul's maybe like a real life creep. I think Paul's like a I real pot person, and maybe he'd... I thought I was thinking that maybe <gasps> you guys talking in here. Whoa! Hey, oh, hey, hey, okay. Uh, how'd you get into this chat? Paul, we shadow banned you. Hey, hey, Paul, we're just talking about how we all uh, are totally creeps, right? Yeah, I love to use my tongue to eat ramen noodle. <laughs> I Sometimes I just scratch my back with my tongue, and boy, oh boy, it's orgasmic. Am I right? Yeah. Why do I have to agree to that, Chad? Come on, man. Did you eat the cookies I sent you or something? Yeah. Those? No, thank you for the... I, wait, Tom, actually, I did eat those cookies. Wait. <laughs> Um... This episode of Goosebuds is brought to you by our wonderful Patreon supporters. They include Kale Clinton, Cafe Meowkiato, Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara, Hollis Hornbeak, Fred Atkins, Nathan Dulzall, David Cron, Chris Birch, Adepio, Mickey C, Michael McDowell, <laughs> Clayton C, Kyla Tharp, Buddy Morrill, Mike Lanteri, Nick Hinkle, Joshua. Robertson. Cameron Murphy Audio, I believe that is. Yeah, you nailed, nailed it. Daniel Kalejas. Jim Greaves. John Luke. Jared Mason. Martin A. Masias. 
Zanke. Not to Pearl Henderson. Joshua Lopez. The Rupal Productions. Jubs. Christopher Boyce. Afshin Modelet. Mickle Hearts Corn underscore. Thank you, Mick Stanky. Uh, I can't read this. Uh, one. I'll read it. It's, it's, Be- it's Bean Father Spookman. I'll let you say it then. Bean Father Spookman. Jonas Blotterman. Jennifer Britton. Uh, Stephen. Coast Kisser Daniels. Got it. Nice. Is that it? Yep. yep. Nailed it. Wow, I knew it. Good job. <laughs> uh, Victor. Brandon Rowdenbush. Aaron T. Strunk. No cute name, just the Mantis, baby. I love that Mantis. That might be my fave. Brian Wells. John Jimko. The Dragon Llama. Centicles. Heath Robinson. Drew Applegate. Tito Manson. Sleepy Boy 69. He remembered again. <laughs> Good job, Tom. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. I'm working for him an abbreviated list here. <laughs> Joe, remember to save early and often. Scott, Paul Grosso, Walter Frazier, John Keaty, Kramer, Aaron watching you sleep damn cold. He's on fire today. <laughs> Holy shit. Taylor Dirks, Becca McWilliams, Stealth Bates, Joseph Miranda, Scott Colopy, Robert Moon, Alistair Perez, Patrick Reynolds, just the letter S, third, Sergio. Jason Crooker. Vincent Modica. Trent Davis. Luke Canoodles. Miguel Pardo. Tammy. Zam Bam Bino. David Lee Pretty. I'll read it to you. David Lee Pretty, a.k.a. DL Fine. David Lee Pretty, a.k.a. DL Fine. <laughs> Needed help on that one, but it's okay, Dom. You're doing great still. Just a pretty good dog overall. Christina Doling. Clay Castle. Connor Church. This is my favorite. Calf. <laughs> Cody Redfield. Matt, Matt, Bachelor, Bachelor. <laughs> Randy Hernandez. Uh, Gregory D. Warren. Oh, maybe we have the wrong one. I have Trent, right? Trendy Moron is the next one. I see, I have it here. Trendy Moron. Maddie. Poyo, Boyo. Ishak Arafin. Matthew Rieger. Ryan Melfi. Heidi Shanks. Gabe Chavez. Reinfected. Uh, what is this one? Uh, the Puerto, Puerto Rican, Rican Dream. dream. <laughs> the Puerto Rican Dream. <laughs> I'm too lazy to come up with a clever name, so fuck it. Love it. Love that attitude, baby. Jake Young. Alan Saylor. Axel Rock. Kyle Billings. This one's gross. This one's Sam Jizhash. Gross. <laughs> James Roy. Mikey Jello. Shifty Swamps. Chosen One. Gregory D. Warren. Divaldi. Jin K. Bradford Coulter. Jonas Ingram. Ingman. Ingrams are Scientology, just to clarify. Rich Hillborn. Aiden Dice. Dylan Vaughn. Toothless Barry the Whistler Bostowitz. Nathan Remick. Dan Henshaw. Joshua Jacobwitz. Andrew Sheriff. Justin Wagman. Ryan Shell. Matthew Literal. Chris Bricky. Oh, it might be Cry Bricky? Bricky? Cry, Cry Bricky. Leviathan. Cardboard Walk. The John D. and Catherine McArthur. <laughs> he knows it. He knew it. I knew it. I know it. Tommy Archbishop of the Grand Breakfast Tabernacle Hoey. I want to sign up for that church. That's my breakfast boy. Goblin Library. Reed Steubendike. He knew it. Rug. 
Andrew Villanueva. Up and champ. Joey Evans. Alicia Grace. Nick V. Big bow on the beat. Solazo. Ooh, I could go for a Solazo. One of those refreshing drinks. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. James Hudson. Anthony Kuwabara. Molicious. Carl Kleinasser. Senpai Gods. Carewise Gamgee. Brock Graham. Yanni Markovina. Hugh Bolin. JKH. Joe. Frank V. Elusive Koala. Jessica Zeibel. Cameron Hansen. Blake Alvarez. Swaggy Yola Squire. An evil witch turned my into a squirrel. Send help. Period. Turned your, turned your what? Turned your what into a squirrel? I need to know more. <laughs> Get slinked, ya bee. I'm not gonna say it this time. Yep, nope, we're not gonna say it. <laughs> Christmas, Paul's Christmas stocking, I believe that's that one. It's I think Paul's it's Christmas sock. sock. Paul's Christmas sock. Close, that is a Christmas sock. It's, it's yeah, different, it, is, it, it, it implies is. difference. You know, it implies a little <laughs> it bit is. more. There's well, something, there's something askew. Christian Van Skyver. Chase Neiman. Generally depressing. Etona Moore. Bony. Brooke X. Boss Skeleton. Corey Shelley. Joe. Johnny Space Coyote Cash. Jesus Christ. Low Bella Hate Me. Jeremy Lowe. Zach Connor. Rocky Raccoon. Yeah, yeah. Pallet Town Champ. Adam Norton. Anxious Serve. Avery Whitney. Carter Glass. Christopher Dunn. Bob Holla Black. Mr. Funny Screen. <laughs> With that little face is cute. The little face he's got is like on it. They have his right on his face. Yeah. <laughs> Boss Jaredson. Jackie Ledoux. Dan. Chris Pittman. <laughs> Jordan Lockwood. That's Lockwood. Hell yeah. Dylan Eads. MB Drinking Blue Icy. Oh, those are good. Ooh, I love a Blue Icy. Noah August. And we're about to move into our new people here. Yeah, these are brand new. Maybe we could have said these earlier. Who knows? What's this? What's <laughs> so this? I'll read, first it to, I'll read it to you, Dom. Uh, soup Experimental. Soup Experimental. Patreon underscore donator dot yo. <laughs> Yes. Joe Tierney. And Ryan Stewart, the babiest new baby the, of them all. The newest baby, and we look forward to saying your name so much that Dom can remember them without seeing the full name. Yeah, yeah, maybe you'll get there. Thank you all so very much, guys and gals. We love you all. Thank Thanks. you, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. I would not turn any of you into creeps.